you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So, um, Zach and I were talking, um, you know, (laughs) with the, uh, COVID-19 virus out and it's storm season in Oklahoma. And, um, one of the the questions we kicked around today was, um, how to connect to a faith community in in a season of disaster. Um, and so Zach, what are some things that come to mind when you think about that? Well, pretty, you know, uh, really readily available, I think, for a lot of churches and a lot of faith communities. Uh, you know, finding live streams of your service on Facebook and on the websites and, and those types of places where you would normally, um, that, that's kind of, that, that's going to be what we see a lot of uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, in, in we're going to see Facebook uh, saturated with live streams because, um because we're not going to be able in larger communities, we're not going to be able to go to church because we need to keep keep folks safe. Um, but I but I also see things um, that that's only a short term fix because the market's going to be so saturated. It's it's going to be hard um, hard to connect in those ways. Um, and a lot of people who are going to start live streaming and who are already live streaming haven't made that connection of how to connect with the people at home. And so I think we're going to begin to see the transi- transition of what does digital community actually look like, right? Uh, and how do we actually connect with folks who are sitting in their homes more than just uh, pumping in what we're doing in the, in the services. Um, and so I hope we begin to see uh, more conversational things, uh, maybe a lot like what you and I do um, here with the podcast, but also um, a little more grounded, a little more down to earth experiences through social media that allow people to interact a whole lot more than they even might be able to in uh, an in-person service, uh, just because we have the technology and uh, the things for that. Um, so I think that's what we're gonna see a lot of. I think more importantly, just uh, the question is how, how and why do we connect? Uh, if we have to stay home, whether it's because of this virus, whether it's because of a tornado, whether because we are, you know, we're gonna get two foot of snow here today in the middle of March. Um, what does it look like for us to connect in those, in those spaces with our faith community in meaningful ways, uh, no matter what's going on? So I, I saw an interesting graphic and I don't know where I saw this at. Um, and they had the, it was at the end of an email and it was hashtag make five calls. And I really liked the idea. Um, it was call five loved ones, explain why everyone must help flatten the curve. And they're talking, and this is in reference of, of COVID-19, but I think you could use it for um, disasters and, and any other thing that's going on in your community. Cause sometimes um, there are some things that happen in communities that aren't necessarily um, big, um, you know, that can be big events, but may not necessarily be like a natural disaster or, you know, something like that, that where everybody needs to put pan together. Um, but I like that idea of, of called five loved ones and, and explain what's going on um, and just have conversation about it. And, um, and, and I think that that for us around here, that's been kind of the deal is to try to make sure that we stay connected, um, whether it's through phone or text or Facebook or any other of our social media outlets. Um, we'll, we'll still plan on having service um, and encourage people not to, um, if they're not feeling well, to stay home. 
um, even if they have the sniffles to stay home um, and that um, encourage people to be connected by making those five calls, connecting with people and even connecting with people that haven't been around in a while. It's a good time to, to do that as well um, and, and provide um, care um, at a distance because a phone call can go a long way and even a text message can go a long way. I can't tell you um, I usually will text um, if they do text um, widows on their um, anniversary dates of, of their anniversaries and then the anniversary of their loved one's death. And, um, and, and, and if I'm available, I'll make a phone call, but you know, it's easier for me to, it's easier for me to make a text message. And I had one lady recently who lost her husband who felt so connected to her pastor. Um, and she's like, you know, I've never really spoken to him, but I feel so connected to him because we chat together on uh, through text message. And, and there's so many ways we live in a time where communication, um, is very easily accessible in some ways. Um, if you have the technology, I understand that if, um, uh, if you're in a poor community that that can sometimes be difficult. Um, but there are ways to communicate. Um, and you know, want to encourage you to, to manage and watch yourself. Like, I mean, and I think that that's a standard rule, um, regardless if it's in a season like this where we've got a, a pandemic going on or, um, other things, like if you don't feel well, like you probably shouldn't be in the community. Like you really need to take care of yourself to take care of others. Um, and, but there are ways to be connected and, and please don't forget to send your tithe checks to your churches. Cause, um, some of our churches are, um, running on razor thin margins. And when, um, you miss and you don't give that check that, that can really cripple a church and the ministry that they do. Um, and so like, I think that's some, some kind of common sense things and please don't forget to wash your stinking hands. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and I think in the in the light of all of this, or in the grand scheme, we're we're gonna have to sit down and be intentional about what is important right now. Uh, what do we need uh, to be doing? What do we need to have for people? Um, and in 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 the in our world, in the church world, that means what what are the most important? Not most important, but what are the things that we can do to connect with with folks? Is it making phone calls? Uh, is it producing a worship service that they can consume however, whenever? Um, or consume is not the right word, but um, be a part of. Is it something that's pre-recorded? Is it something that's live? Is it something that it's this? You sit down and you have a conversation with whomever can be there. Um, and I, I think for our, our church members and our spiritual communities, uh, it gives them the opportunity to, to sit back and reflect for a minute and say, what is feeding me now? And how do I engage in that rather than doing all of the things and being all of the places now that we can't uh, or shouldn't, how do we scale back and say, what do I need in these moments? And how can I engage in that? Um, and I think as pastors and as churches, we have the opportunity to sit back and listen and go, oh, okay, here's what people are wanting in these moments. Um, when, we when we're able to scale back up, how do we begin to incorporate those things still on a continuing basis? Not so that people won't come back, but so that we can have another tool, another place for people to build their faith community uh, and, and have those relationships and opportunities. And I think that that's where it's at. It's like, it's having those relationships and building those relationships and knowing people who uh, need to be connected to. Um, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I live in Oklahoma. So disaster relief to me is almost mm -hmm. like they really almost need to teach it in the seminaries. Just so way people who are going to pastor in Oklahoma know how to respond. Um, because there's going to be, you're going to be in a, you're going to be in an appointment where you're going to have to deal with some kind of natural disaster. I've now been around long enough now where I've, it seems like every three to five years I'm having to deal one with in my community. 
And one of the conversations we had last year with the floods was how do we, how do we help people with the flooding and flooding is way different. My experience has been tornadoes and it's easy mm -hmm. to deal with someone with a tornado because most of the time the house is gone. Like, yeah. I mean, just everything's gone or, you know, spread out through the yard. But with a flood, it's a whole different experience. And it, that it's harder to deal with the flood because it takes time. And, and I, I was encouraging my leadership that we've got to sit and wait and we got to be present in those people's lives and tell them that we've not forgotten them. And we're going to, we're going to work our best to try to uh, get them back to a new normal. But with floods, it takes time because it takes time to dry out. It takes time to assess. And, um, and, and it's easy to tell where the water line is. And, you know, we, but, with the long-term effects of, of those are, are even harder because sometimes, you know, the houses don't go blow or uh, float away. Um, and so that's always difficult to deal with. Um, and, and knowing the response and like, you know, with a situation like this pandemic, this is going to take time. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to take people being responsible and, and washing their hands um, because from everything I'm reading and, and my understanding is, is like washing your hands and social distancing is one of the best things you can do. And so minimizing those opportunities of being connected, you know, physically sucks. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm an introvert, so I'm, I mean, I'm kind of a little bit excited that I can use this as an excuse, but I also need that too. Um, and, but there are other ways that we can have that connection and interaction and it may not necessarily need to be physical at this time, but we can continue to, yeah. to care for those people and to be aware. And, and I, and to me, like really washing your hands, like I think I've washed my hands now more than I ever have in my entire life because I want to make sure with the amount of people that I interact with daily, um, it, it's just vital. And it, it's you're necessary. A filth monster. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> no, that's the thing is it, most of it is keeping, we're keeping ourselves clean and healthy and hygienic, not partly for ourselves, but mostly for others. Um, and that, that goes for whether you're in our position, uh, whatever you are, you're going to encounter other people and you have a social responsibility to not be disgusting. Um, the other thing I would encourage too is in the shortage of toilet paper and soap, and water and food and milk and things. If you are one of the people who uh, hoard is hoarding things like toilet paper and other um, supplies, uh, there were people of all generations and all walks of life who weren't able to get to the grocery store, who weren't able to buy the necessities that they need because others went and hoarded. Um, this is a perfect time for the church, uh, for the people of our communities to share as all have need and uh not be jerks about it and um so if you find somebody in your community who could use a roll, couple of rolls of toilet paper and you've got an 80 pack from sam sitting in your in your garage that you're not going to touch until december of next year give some toilet paper out uh, you know get some cans of soup do do the things that are right in these moments and let us not panic and let us not uh, let our neighbor suffer because we're scared because we're prideful whatever it may be uh but yeah if you bought a crap ton of toilet paper share the wealth um because there were folks in your community who didn't get to go to the store because they were working two or three jobs or they had something going on or whatever um and so and if don't, you feel like you need that to, person and if you feel like you need that much toilet paper you probably should see a doctor anyway because you probably have other problems that's right you need to reevaluate um, some things um, uh, and, and I think that's key is just taking care of yourself. If you don't feel well, you know, find ways that you can. Um, and I understand like, um, there are, um, 
you know, the healthcare, I mean, healthcare is expensive and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and, and that's always a difficult thing to have to make that decision. Um, but, you know, please find ways to take care of yourself. Um, and I think this is a great opportunity for the church to be the church in ways. Um, but I also think we need to be sensitive and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and not putting ourselves yeah. uh, in a place that, that could, goes, that goes for anything. Uh, well, yeah. Um, but I, I think we're definitely primed could easily be in a space where mm-hmm. we could provide a space for people to, um, feel connected, but yet also be mm-hmm. safe in the same time. And, and luckily the digital world now allows us to do this. And I don't think, um, I don't see this being like the grand, like tip of the iceberg where everything will now ever forever now be digital. Um, I think people still will always desire human interaction. And I think we'll shift back, I think in this situation where we've got oh, going sure. on, where we need to take care of one another. I think it's prime that we really spend time uh, doing that and yeah. looking at avenues for doing that in safe mm-hmm. and healthy ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we want to encourage you to go on our website at beardedtheologians.com and um, check out all of our um, content and um, things that we have on there. We have some really great podcasts. Um, we've had a really good, um, we always have had, I guess we've always had a good run. So it's hard to say like, you know, you know, like the last few weeks, or, you know, we've legitimately had some really good ones. Um, as we were talking about last night when we were playing Xbox, like it's hard to like nail down, like what's our favorite one, because it seems like week after week, it's, it's our favorite one. Um, we're excited about some of the ones that we're, um, we're going to get ready to have, uh, come out in the future. Um, you know, we've got some really fun interviews, uh, shaping up and, um, you know, so, you know, check us out, um, wherever you can find our podcast or on YouTube. And so for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.